It's time to go beyond the headlines Cause I don't put in overtime just so I can headline Okay, now it's Fox Sports, I'm live with Renee Going hard every day, sports rapping every play Different segments for your favorites Coming at you daily with positive vibes Yeah, we some game changers Basketball, football, soccer With different interviews, you never know who may pop up Listen, <laughs> only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines This is Beyond the Headlines <laughs> Welcome everybody to another episode of Beyond the Headlines. I'm your host, Renee Washington, excited to bring you in with another great guest we have today. Now, my Wi-Fi is acting finicky, but you know what? It's been one of those days. Facebook is down, Instagram's down, all these things are down, so apparently... StreamYard is acting funny too, but we're still going to go live and we're still going to have this show because we've got a great guest for you today for our featured artist of the week. Our artist spotlight is going to be none other than Brooklyn rapper MMB Veli, and I am so excited to have him on this week. So StreamYard, you better get it together because we are not going anywhere. So without further ado, let's get into our artist spotlight with MMB Veli. What's up? It's Microphone Rocky, and here's our host for Nate Washington with the artist spotlight. Hello, how are you? What's good, what's good, what's going on? Thank you for having me. I'm happy to have you here. Look, this has been a weird technology day. It just doesn't want us to be great. I have uh, whatever's going on with my Wi-Fi as soon as we went live, decided to act up, Facebook, Instagram, but we are still connecting. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Introduce yourself to, to those that are tuned in. A Brooklyn rapper, you're doing a lot of great things on the music side, an up-and-coming artist. Tell everybody a, a little bit about your music. Well, my music is just like uh, expression and like what I what I go through, what I feel, you know. Um, my experiences, like my hardship, my triumph, like um, my faith, me sticking to it. And, you know, anybody who's been down in like the, the mud or the dirt, like I'm just in it. I'm just in a, a walking testament to that. As I try to just like display that in the music, if that make any sense. Absolutely. So you're bringing music that's real. You're sharing music that you you know you've lived, you've worked through different um, experiences. You've actually lived, not just things that are, you know. Sometimes people I feel like just sing about whatever. <laughs> you're thinking about issues and topics that are personal to yourself. Yeah, for sure. It's it's, it's fun though. I just got like a fun little twist to it though, but. Yeah, that's that's what it, that's what I'm bringing. So, how would you really describe your music? You know, if you had to, um, you know, for those that are listening, if you had to really put it into kind of like a genre, a vibe of what you try to bring to to share these sto these stories and experiences in a way that's going to get a listener singing or dancing or rapping along. You know, what is it that you really try to bring with every piece of music that you're putting together? Well, I, I got this thing that I say, like, it's it's like a mud theory. That's, like, going to be, like, something that I'm pushing real hard. Like, just, like, making the best out of your mud. Like, you might stomp in it, jump around, play in it. But that mud, that same mud just, like, represents, like, the bottom, the grit, the dirt. So, um, but you get a you get a popping beat, you could dance in that mud. And you and the people just dance in that mud and have fun. So, it's just, that's what it is. It's like a mud theory. It's like, that's 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 what I'm pushing. 
I like that. I like that of like, doesn't matter. And even mud thinking about it, like everybody looks at it as like dirty and, and, and bad and this and that. But it's like, no, no matter what, we're going to dance through it. We're going to be able to have that, that same vibe, good, yeah. bad, anything in between. Um, but what really inspired you to try to make, you know, music that is so um, real and so authentic, you know, looking at your own experiences, your upbringing, growing up in Brooklyn, I'm sure you've got maybe it's either stories or experiences that kind of led you to this point. So what was it that kind of for, really allowed you to realize this is what I need to be doing and this is what I need to be rapping about in my music? Um, Really like, um, it, it was always a thing for me, but like the pandemic just opened my eyes a little bit more. Like, cause I think we all went through that together. If that make any sense, mm. it was, it was able to, uh, the pandemic, we was able to um see who was who. Like everyone was like trans real transparent. Like everyone's hardship was everyone's hardship. So I think the only thing in them moments is just like um just talking about talking about what you're going through because you never know like what someone else is going through. So you know that's what kind of got me going on that and like sticking to it. Just making it fun is just the um it's just the, that's the part of it that it becomes like a science because you know it's not really that cool to really you know just you know share your experiences and all that people want to dance people want to be trapped out all day so like making it make making it fun is just like that um that science too but i figured it out i got the formula that's so so accurate like everybody's looking for music that's gonna have you dancing or feeling one way, but you know, you also want to bring that music that is real, that is yeah. going to help people be able to like understand that they're not the only one going through something. You know, you, you've been through things. And I know something that I definitely want to get into is the fact that September is national recovery month. And mm -hmm. that's something that you're very big on is to be able to shine a light on drug addiction mm -hmm. and your own experiences, you know, being in a family of, um, you have five, five siblings and yeah. And then just your mom's struggle with her addiction, you know, that's that's got to be hard to be vulnerable too. Of I can't imagine that's easy of kind of putting that out there when it does come from a place of frustration, hurt, um, sadness to be able to convey that in your music. So what made you be so comfortable being transparent and vulnerable, sharing about your own experiences, you know, as your mom has battled drug addiction? Um, It, it wasn't easy, like, becoming transparent about it I it was just like as I look around I'm like damn like everybody going through something like so it's like I can't I can't run for my truth my story is my story I gotta own it you know what I'm saying mm. um but what I realized is me being more open about it I started to like encourage more and more people to be open about what they peoples are going through and, and our conversations got better because we all grow up in the hood and we, we, we act like inside our home is like this superficial place. But like, you know, once we start kicking it about what's really going on in the home, it's like, damn, I'm going through that too. So like, um, the thing that really made me open up about it, um, once again, just living in my reality and living in my truth. So that just really made me open up about it. Like it was nothing really too, too, too extra. Yeah, and I, I like what you shared about the fact that it's realizing I'm not the only one going through this. You know, there there are other people that are working through this too and maybe not as openly talking about it, 
but are also dealing with whether it's drug addiction or, or whatever may be going on behind closed doors. And you even said that around the pandemic, that it really opened your eyes to that, of the fact we're all going through something. And so for you to be the one that's like openly talking about it and even look, I'll take it a step further in the black community. We had these like unspoken rules about what we should and should be talking about mental health, drug addiction, like these, these norms that we feel like you're not supposed to talk about it. Even things as like cancer going to the doctor. Like we are still working through as, as, as a community, as a black community, overcoming these, like, I don't know where are these, well, I do know where these come from, but overcoming the, these these mindsets of like, I can't talk about this. And if you do talk about it, now it becomes more real, where it's the opposite. It's very real, but we yeah. need to talk about it because we need to shine a light on it. Yeah, it's, a lot of things is taboo in our community. And um, that's kind of what made me open up too about it. it. It, You know, it's just a lot of things we don't discuss. And, and I think we need to start discussing these kinds of things and, and addiction is real and it could be addiction that i think what made me more comfortable is that me knowing that there's a whole lot of different types of addiction so like mm. i went for a drug addiction when you got like a uh maybe like a sex addiction addiction or like maybe like a who knows what kind of addiction there's so many types there's so many types of addictions like so you know i think the topic of addiction and um speaking about addiction itself like is is something that we need to discuss as a people also that's a really good point i mean it there there's levels to it it's not always just one or the other so being able to talk about addiction and working through it is is a, a good first step of acknowledging that it exists and september i know we're already into october which is insane but september um as i mentioned was national recovery month and i know you were a very big advocating hugely advocating for just spreading awareness so can you share a little bit more about like what you were doing specifically in september that was maybe even different from other months and then we'll go a step further and how you're going to take that you know look we have a lot of things that have a month we have a lot of things that have a national day national month of whatever but addiction doesn't just happen in september it's a year-round struggle so what have you been doing in September? And then what are you doing to make this a year-round conversation that people are able to have around addiction? Um, I've just been, like, I've been talking to, like, a lot of the younger homies in the community, like, um, bunch of, like, the younger women, the younger girls, and just letting everybody around me know, like, um, because what I've noticed is, like, right now it's a huge thing in hip-hop, even, too, like, our culture, like, the perks and the the lean and the zannies and everybody just going off they naming all these like types of things but i'm realizing that we are so like we're going through so much trauma and we need to ease that that now everybody's on something like and i'm like yo damn like you too young like to be like just like out here on out here like that like you looking for a million adderalls a day like so um, I just been like talking, just been real vocal, like putting a bunch of people to the side, like yo, you don't look right. If I see one of my homeboys, it just ain't right. Like I'm just like expressing it to them, like letting them know, like gotta get it right, gotta pull it together. Like we got purpose, you know what I'm saying? These mm -hmm. things to take away our purpose. So that's kind of what I've really been doing, you know. But I just yeah. I take pride in making making it look cool. 
Cause you, if you don't look cool, nobody care about what you talking about anyway. So like, when I'm talking to the, it's a way that I do it too. I got a little trick that I do too with a bunch of like the younger homies and stuff like that. Like I, I'm able to come down to where they at. Um, and only been, I'm not saying coming down in a condescending way. I'm saying coming down to like, you know, I, like I meet them right where they at. So mm. I mean, I, I just do that well type thing. And I, and I like that because as you're sharing, it's like understanding how to empathize with them, you know, and you don't have to do that in a condescending way or where you're kind of like dismissing what they're going through, but you can empathize with them in a way that allows them to see, like, I'm sorry that you're feeling this, that you're going through all this. I sorry that you're, I'm sorry you're working through this addiction and we're going to work through this. I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to support you. Yeah. Um, and even just providing other ways out. Look, this, when you look at the amount of people I mean, obviously you are a rapper, like looking at the music industry as a whole, but beyond that entertainment, the people we've lost, Michael Jackson, Prince, DMX, um, recently, Michael Williams from, from The Wire, the actor, you know, when you look at all the people, and the, the list goes on and on, Whitney Houston, on and on from there over the years of big name people that we have lost around drug addiction, overdosing. It's, it's insane. It's terrible. A lot of people that we're losing too young. And we say the same thing every single time. Oh, they're, they're too young. We lost them too young. Okay. Yeah. But when are we going to address the rest of it? We yeah. know they're too young. We know that there are a lot of people struggling with this addiction, but it's more than just that, than just waiting until they pass or until they're too far along that you feel like you can't help them. So yeah. I, I'd like to get your thoughts on what, you know, you have been doing work with the youth as you're mentioning, whether it's even just having a conversation with them or just finding ways to connect with them to let them know there are other options, but you know, if you are working through any addiction. So what have you been doing around that too, just to encourage alternatives? Um, the first thing I do like really well is, is I, under, I, I, like I said, I meet them right there and I let them know, like, you got to reassure, you got to let them know, like, yo, like, we all going through some sort of trauma. We all need a gateway. Music just so happened to be my gateway. You know what I'm saying? That's the way I I, I find peace and that solitude to escape, you know, my trauma. So um, I just express that to them. Like, like, find a gateway. It's okay that you're going through what you're going through because someday, like, you're not going to no longer need that. You, But just find that thing that, um, find another gateway because this gateway is um destroying you, you mm. know? and um you looking destroyed and you looking defeated and not stand a fighting chance to be impactful in the world and you know live your true purpose so i i think that's what i that's a that's really how i explain it for real yeah no that's that's a big point that as you're sharing of just like meeting them where they are understanding that this is temporary, whatever you're feeling, whatever you're working through, and, and we're going to get through this together. You know, I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to support you through this. Yeah. Um, because drug addiction and any addiction, like you said earlier, because there are others, I know we're talking heavily about drug addiction, um, especially since Sunday was, I mean, Lord, September was National Addiction Month and, and Recovery Month as we're talking through that specifically. But as the calendar year changes past weekend, we're still talking about all addiction because we want to bring awareness and shine a light on it. So, yeah. you know, having, as you talked about, 
you were in that situation. You were growing up around a parent that was battling with addiction. What is your advice to someone else that's in that same spot? I know you talk about finding your outlet, but when you're in it, and, and again, I'm sure you can agree to this, when you're in it, it's not that easy of figuring out what that outlet is in a healthy way and being able to figure out a way to, to do something that you enjoy that can get, help you escape you know, your, the addiction that you're surrounded by. So what's your advice to someone that may be in a similar situation? Well, what I would what I would tell anyone like younger than me that might be in the same or in the same situation is that learn to accept trauma because it don't stop. It don't stop. Like since we born, it's like mm. it's gonna be it's gonna continuously be pushed in our face. We're gonna just keep dealing with it and going through it and going through it. So once you realize that, you know, like things are gonna be traumatic. You know what I'm saying? You you get to deal with it easier. You get to like not look for something to lean on and take you take you away and uh, misdirect you from your true purpose on earth. I say it like this: like anything I've been through in life, it like made me who I am. So I look at it as like a blessing. That's another reason why I'm so I'm able to talk about it because, like, like it helped me. It didn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I talk to my moms to this day, like she's. He's so powerful. She's so like um um she's so resilient. She's so like she just keep fighting. You know what I'm saying? Right. All trial error. Um, you know, like in the people like my even my pop my pops, you know, he didn't deal with that issue, but like he taught me resilience. He taught me like um just to keep keep going through it. So that's my, that'd be my message. Like, you know, like your trauma is everyone else's trauma. Everybody going through the same thing. We deal with the same things in our communities. So just embrace that trauma and live and, and live your real life and find your purpose. Mm. And that's the hard truth that I don't think enough people really realize until you do get older. You know, we sometimes look at the trauma and the, and the tragedies, and I'm not saying that you have to welcome them with a smile because they're never easy, but it is understanding that everyone is working through, like you said, from the very beginning, everyone is working through their own challenges, adversity, and traumas in life. So regardless, you know, whether you're growing up in Brooklyn, I'm in New Jersey, you're somewhere else in the world, black, white, whatever it may be. Um, there are a lot of issues that we are working through. And the pandemic definitely did bring more awareness around the fact that people being at home more, being more transparent, now you're seeing more in their houses. Like, I'm, I don't know about you, but I've seen more people's living rooms and houses in the last, like, year than I ever have, where you start to see how they're living and how they're, you know, things, everything. So understanding the traumas of life, the harsh realities of this world that we live in, it's never going to be easy. Yeah. I, I think my eyes on that also was like going on um Clubhouse. So mm-hmm. everyone's talking and then you hear you hear the stories, you hear like certain people not even able to hold the conversation. And that's a direct result of their their their, their trauma. You yeah. know what I mean? So they're not listening to listen, they're listening to respond. You know what I'm saying? Like those are the kinds of things. That's all different types of um. That's trauma. That's that anger buildup. That's that. That's that's what that is. So like, yeah, Clubhouse definitely opened my eyes. Cause when we had like when it was a pandemic, we had no choice but to get closer with one another. So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And that was that was a good point. Like we were having more conversations. So even though we were virtually disconnected, I definitely felt like I connected with a lot more people, whether it was having like conversations like this or or Zooms. There was like Zoom hangouts that I was now doing where I'm seeing people that I haven't been able to see. Um, Clubhouse, whatever, you know, Clubhouse actually doop, doop, um, <laughs> took off and then was done <laughs> all in a matter of like months. But yeah. um, but seriously, those were outlets where we could now connect with people, even though we were not connecting face to face and have some of these conversations. Hi, everyone. It's your host, Renee Washington, just taking a quick pause from this episode of Beyond the Headlines to talk to you about Pair Networks. If you have a business, you need a website. And what's the best way to get a website up and running? Choose a website hosting company that makes it simple like Pair Networks. Pair has over 20 years of experience managing the entire digital ecosystem for thousands of online businesses all around the world. And Pair makes it easy for you with do-it-yourself website building tools and features, including simple drag and drop page design. And they have guaranteed US-based support technicians ready to help you whenever you need it, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And right now, when you sign up with Pair Networks, you'll receive one free month of web hosting. So see for yourself how easy it is to build your website for free. Visit pair.com slash free to get your first month of website hosting for free by using the code QUICKSTART. That's pair, P-A-I-R dot com slash free. Promo code QUICKSTART, all one word, to get started today. Pair.com slash free. Promo code QUICKSTART. All right, guys, let's get back to this episode of Beyond the Headlines. Uh, but I, I like your advice that you're sharing about anybody that is working through trauma, wh- whatever that may look like, especially as someone that grew up, you know, seeing your mom battle her addiction, of just kind of that that gut check, that harsh reality of like, yeah. you gotta you gotta almost man up and figure out a way to be to work through this. It's not going to get easier. That's the harsh reality of it. Like it's nobody's gonna give you anything. It's not going to get easier. You have to get stronger. You know, that's that's what changes as you get older. So yeah. transitioning from your youth into you know as you're growing up and getting into music and now being able to have a voice and have a platform and you talk about looking cool so now more more kids and it's so sad it's the truth more kids may like listen to you if they think that you are cool mmb belly versus just joe schmo off the street um so really embracing that role tell us about just kind of that work that you've been doing now in your music to continue these conversations you know you talk about the pandemic being a big boost but now like what's next to continue these you know conversations and continue to grow your music um staying relevant staying staying fun staying staying active like as long as you stay in the game and you able to like throw around the back pass or catch an alley-oop dunk and when you catch it or you know wear a certain hat a certain way or like go as long as you able to like do all of that like you stay in the game that's kind of like 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 a fabulous like he somehow he stays in the game like jay-z stays in the game like Mm. Any any artist that um that's been around, I just watch them because they 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 um reinventing and keep reinventing and keep reinventing. As long as you reinvent, you'll forever. It's like you'll be forever young, like Hope said. Like, like. Yep, that was it. That was it. Forever young. I want to be forever young. Just continuing to find ways to be relevant. Continuing to to find ways to 
make music that's going to appeal to a lot of different people, whether it's the next generation or different type, whatever it may be, um, and find a way to not get stuck in a box. I agree with that. <laughs> that is great. That is great. So, you know, um, as we've been talking heavily around drug addiction, around your advice, uh, I'm interested to know who's inspired you. You know, we've been talking a lot about you helping to extend the olive branch to others. Who are some of the the artists that have inspired you? And, and I'm sure I know one of them, but the artists that have continued to inspire you as you've been able to, to step into your music career. Um, It's been a lot. It changes. It varies. Like, you know, like, it'd be like Hove. It'd be like Tupac a lot. It'd be like, uh, it varies, like. Yeah, it'll vary. Like I listen to like Manita Baker because it, it takes me back to times where my mom was cleaning the house, you know, and she was in great spirits cleaning the house. She felt good about herself cleaning the house and playing caught up in the rapture and all of that. Even every so often I throw that on and just listen to it. Um DMX, you know, like like he went through his thing, so like like I find like the artist that has like a real true authentic story. Mm. I just pull inspiration from everywhere. Everywhere I pull inspiration from everywhere. I look at people that don't even know me, and I can look at them and them and you know have a conversation with them, and they don't even know they inspire. Mm. I I I know how to, I do that well. Like I'll listen to someone's story and then like damn okay cool. You just inspired me. Like, you just pumped some different kind of life into me just now. Like, now I know I got to do it for you. So I'll go out and mm -hmm. And what I, what, what I like about, first of all, I love, I was not expecting Anita Baker. I was expecting <laughs> Tupac. I was going to say Tupac for sure. Because um, when you talk about your mom battling addiction, and I think of Dear Mama, like, I'm like, some, a lot of Tupac's music directly correlates with, a lot of what you've been sharing, you know, in your own experiences. I knew Tupac was probably going to be in there <laughs> uh, for, you know, for sure. But also, as you're saying, like, aside from having inspirations as an artist, you also have inspirations of like positive memories. Like someone like Anita Baker, it's so funny you say that because whenever I hear Anita Baker's music and there are certain songs I listen to, I always think about when I was a kid and like <laughs> my parents playing that music. Like I, I remember we had this radio station in Jersey and it was like quiet storm. Like every time at night when I was coming home from somewhere with my parents, that would be playing do do do. Like I can remember it word for word. Um, I don't know if that's in Brooklyn. Is that does that sound familiar? Yeah, uh, yeah I used to be coming home. Right. I'm I'm in and out of my sleep. I'm like, when are we home yet? But you hearing <laughs> that's it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So whenever I think of like that, do, 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 quiet, like all that, when you were in the backseat, falling asleep, in and out of sleep, on those car rides home and mom and dad or dad were driving, like those types of memories are also inspiring of under, like remembering where you come from. You talk about it, your mom being in the kitchen cleaning or, or I even think about like cooking or like just sitting around talking, whatever it is, and Anita's playing in the background. So the yeah. inspiration is deeper than just directly influencing you as an artist, but also just to remember those positive moments for yeah. sure. Yeah. Man. So that's a big part of now what you're able to do to pay it forward. You know, if you had to, and I know I asked you this and we talked about this a little bit in the beginning, but um, looking at your music moving forward, like what 
are you working on? Can you give us a little sneak peek into what you've got going on so that we, people can start to be on the lookout for some more MMB Veli music that they can check out? <laughs> yeah, it's um, so it's gonna be a culmination of things. It's gonna just that mud theory like that. Me able to give you all right. So if I could put it in, we'll go like this, right? So a kid like in let's say somewhere out Africa, um, that you see the mud, they you could bathe in the mud, you could put the mud on your face, let it exfoliate your face. You could also that mud is there is a is a is a uh, representation of dirty water, but when they hear a dope beat, they getting crazy to it. They they wild and like so. My album is gonna be that. My my album is gonna be like you could pick the mud up and you know you could look at the mud, know it's dirty. You from the dirt, you from the bottom, but you could pick that mud up, put it on your face, let it exfoliate your face, wash it off. Um, uh, you could dance in that mud. You could do whatever you want, and that's the theory of the mud. That's like mud. That's like the mud theory. So. That's what that's that's what that's gonna be. So what I have a record for anything you could kind of do with the mud, and that that's how I'm approaching my uh that's my creative process in making this project. So is there? Please tell me there's somewhere in there something about being stuck in the mud. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like it because like you like you were sure before when you think about mud, you think about it. When it after it rains, it's muddy, or it's mm. on your feet, and it's like an inconvenience, and it's gross, and I don't like mud, and I have to get rid of it. But mm. also, mud does exfoliate, and mud does. Or you like, I used to love. Like we're talking about memories. I used to love going out when it was raining with my rain boots on, and and stomping and splashing around in the mud, or building. Yeah. I used to make mud pies, like little mud, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I was a, clearly a to, clearly a tomboy, um, but I used to like play with the mud. Is what I'm saying. Like that was fun. So it's all about perspective. For yeah. one person, they may look at that mud and think, "Ugh, it's raining. It's muddy. I'm gonna get my shoes messed up." But for somebody else, they may look at that mud and think, "I'm gonna go splash in that mud and I'm gonna have a great time doing it." So I yeah. like that concept because as you're sharing it, even just as changing your outlook and your perspective of understanding, there's always going to be mud. But how are mm. you going to approach it? Are you going to be grossed out by it? Or are you going to go embrace it, exfoliate your skin, play in yeah. it, whatever, splash in it? That's deep. That's deep. Somewhere so, in the is there unfortunate kid, somewhere, you know, playing in that mud. And I could make the I could make the analogy to, I could say a kid in Africa, right, stomping around in the mud, playing in the mud. And I could say it's a kid in my project right now. He He's a he don't really have the mud in the project, but the project is the mud and he's making the best out of his situation too. So the mud, mm. is, that's what the mud is to me, like type thing. Yeah. And so <laughs> as you talk about, I just, it's funny that you are so heavily talking about mud because it really is something I never thought of. I'm very big on like changing your perspective, you know, understand the grass is in green on the other side. It's where you water it. And that's a lot of what you're sharing of like embracing where you are, meeting mm -hmm. people where they are, embracing where you are, and then changing your perspective around that. Um, and I have to imagine you probably weren't always like this. What was that switch for you? I know we've talked a lot about growing up and, and your mom's addiction and you have five siblings. You come from a very, I, I have three siblings. So I always say my family's big, but you come from a big family as well. Like where in this was the switch? Because I don't think, and I could be wrong, MMB Belly came out the womb with a theory of mud. 
So what was that switch for you <laughs> when you started changing your perspective to embrace the mud instead of being annoyed or fearing or, or frustrated by the mud? Well, I always really been a, I always like been like a young and that like just I always like I always didn't like how can I put it? I always was real observant. I always, I never was like the kid that was like real like I wouldn't experiment before I, I observed. So I, I just sit back, I chill. But the the thing that changed me is when I went I went to jail. I went to prison and me being in there and watching a lot of dudes who I seen had life make the best of them circumstances and me getting another shot to like come home. I'm seeing dudes do the most creative things in the world that I didn't even think could even be done. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like I'm watching these dudes and I'm like, damn, they never got another shot at the world again. Like just listening to some of them, listening to these stories and, you know, just having them, having that open air to just like taking the knowledge and the, the, the education and stuff. And even me just being in there, just wilding out, like, like just doing like the crazy random stuff, like fighting all the time. Like I had to like, kind of like sit down and be like, yo man, like, like, like shit, like I have to, like, like I'm in here and it's dudes who never going home. I'm taking this for granted. So when I get back to the town, like, I got to make the best out of whatever, no matter what I go through, like, I have to make the best of it. And right then and there is when I started, like, really embracing a whole bunch of things. Like, you know what? Okay, that one is on drugs. All right, cool. Let's, let me have a conversation with her. Let me reassure her that, okay, I understand what you're going through. I'm not going to shame you. I'm not going to publicly shame you. I ain't going to do none of that. Like, I'm here with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, got, I explained to my homeboy the other day. Um, especially when dealing with people with addiction and stuff like that, I've learned that, you know, like I look at it like a woman dealing with a man or a man dealing with a woman and one of them got the other hooked on drugs and, um, it's okay. Go ahead. Keep going back. Y'all in a toxic situation, whatever, whatever. Soon enough, you're going to get to the point where it's going to be like that last smash and that last smash, like you're going to go, you're going to go and y'all going to smash that last time. But. Only you know why you smashing that last time. And that last time is for you to really be done with that person. So, you know, that's kind of like how I approach it when I'm dealing with, like, people who, like, um, dealing with heavy addictions. Uh, I, really, I don't shame them. I understand them. And I, one day you're going to get to that last smash where it's like, you know what, this ain't even, this ain't it. Because it happened to me when I was in prison. I'm like, yo, this ain't it. Like, this ain't, this ain't life, man. Like at all you know women <laughs> like it's nothing in here like there's no opportunity <laughs> rest of the world it's nothing like yeah i woke up mad every day in there so i'm like nah i can't do this so yeah that's how long I, were you in prison i was in there for like five years for real mm -hmm. yeah five years but i missed the pivotal years of my life so that's what it. That I think that's what it was. Also, like I missed them years where I, I might, I should have been in college, or you know, I should have been in the air force, or I should have been somewhere else. But you know, I'm not mad at it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at it because um, what I also realized is that all of these things are institutions. You know, mm. I had friends who was in college at the same time I was in prison, and they was eating soups like me. You know what I'm saying? They was eating like they was they was eating the same stuff, and I'm like, yo, hold on, you go shopping on the set, like, okay, you 
friend, I had a friend in the office and I'm like, yo, what the? Like, this is all institutions. Like, so we all just get institutionalized in different ways, like, to be a part of society soon. Like, we mm-hmm. be a part of society soon. So at that moment, I'm like, you know what? Let me stop being a person to make it cool to just, like, you know, just think outside of the box and, you know, just reassure everybody. I, I just found my purpose. That was really it. Like, I found my purpose. wow so it's it's interesting because as you were sharing it took you seeing people that had nothing and were still going about their days making the most of it as you talk about if you're in prison the women no you can't you don't have access to whichever meals you want you don't have like you are limited in what you do have access to um and and now that forced you in that time to have to really like realize okay you know what it could be worse yeah. and I'm going to make it better, you know, but then also that analogy of the fact that you, ha- you saw friends of yours and people that you knew around the same age dealing with their own prison, even though they were quote unquote free, uh, yeah. but they were still working to their own challenges. And, and so I always believe in the fact that like, yes, there's the physical prison where you're physically behind bars and you're physically limited and you know, you, you know you don't have access to, to any and everything. But you could be walking around these streets free as a bird and still be in a prison where <laughs> yeah. you might be dealing with, like you said, maybe it's an abusive situation. And I know it is also Domestic Violence um, Awareness Month this, this month too. It could be an abusive situation. It could be where you are dealing with financial insecurity. There's so many things, addiction as we're talking about that too, that you might be free by society standards, but mentally or emotionally not be free. So that's the part about when you say change your perspective, it's even understanding that the limitations are mental. You know, you could be in prison and you might be living and doing more than somebody that's walking these streets without any chains or shackles or or bars around them. So I, I like that because it does give a perspective on both sides, how you were in prison seeing other people around you, other guys around you that were making the most of that time. And then also on the other side, people that were quote unquote free, going to college, doing all the things that society tells you you're supposed to be doing, but they still weren't free. They were still dealing with their own, whether it was eating soup just like you or whatever it was, um, still struggling with their own emotional prison in that sense or financial prison or whatever it may have been that was blocking them. Yeah. Ooh, that's powerful. <laughs> I agree. That's with Bianca. That's Thank you. That's that's. That's flames right there. Um, but I but that I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I was trying to pull it out of you. I finally got it out of you that there was something major that shifted because I, I didn't know you went to prison, to be honest. Yeah. You hide that very well on your bio. Um, yeah. I had no idea, but okay. I had a feeling there was something that shifted mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah, most people don't know because I like I don't really I don't like the cliche rap story type thing. So mm. like like because everybody's a rapper these days anyway. So it's like when they hear you rap, okay, cool. Like he's probably probably went to jail, going to jail, or just out here wilding. And rappers is really like rappers is everybody's a rapper. So I don't know. I just don't be liking a cliche rap story. So I, I really like a person to really get to like get to know me first for who I am. Um and that and I learned that in prison also. Like most of the like guys and stuff, they got to know like who I was and they get to like really know you, so and then they be like, "Damn, like this person, like you, not even bad. Like <laughs> you just 
I ended up in a messed up situation type thing. Yeah. Yep, that's it. Mm-hmm. And Lord knows that happens, especially <laughs> as a black person, as a you name it, the list goes on and on. Wrong time, wrong at the wrong place at the wrong time. Think, ugh, yes. But um, that is a, definitely a cliche because everybody wants to be a rapper or a reporter. I'll, I'll flip it because I'm on the other side of this conversation and everybody wants to be a reporter too and yes. host shows. Like it, you don't want to be like everybody else. And that's actually something that as you're talking through your music and your theory of mud and your perspective, I get, I can feel that from you where you're not trying to just be another stereotypical rapper. You're trying to literally change the game. And I respect yeah. that a lot. Yeah. So it's going to take a but I'm gonna get there, like Nip. Of like course. it's a marathon, so you know what I'm saying. Well, how long has it been? Because as you mentioned, you were in prison for five years. The pandemic hit. I don't. I'm trying to put the timeline together here in my head. Um, <laughs> but how long have you actively been pursuing being a rapper? Um, then I came home in like 2012, but I was on like paper, so like I had this whole business plan mapped out. My little cousins, they was getting it in. They was um, there's a rap group called MMB in high school at the time. So like I had a lot of connections and I was already rapping like prior to me getting locked up, but nothing serious. Just like, you know, just in the house, just making whatever. But I started book I started like finding out how to book these shows. <laughs> and I would just hit these shows up and I would just do anything to get my little cousins in these shows. They like 15, 16, and it started blowing their mind. They going, they going to shows and all these popping places in New York City, then going to school the next day. And they like, yo, my cousin, but they had a group called MB, rap group. So that's what the MB is before the valley. Like that was that's my team, MB. So um yeah, so like, yeah, they had the the team to play MB or whatever. And we just took it everywhere and and pretty much that's what it was though, like for real. Yep. I love that. I love that. And also the fact you had your, it was, it was a family thing. It wasn't just about you, you know, yeah. you were. That's why that the, the MNB is before my name. It's not after because that's my brand. That's where, that's what it started. That's what started me up. Like, you know what I'm saying? My cousins doing their thing. They inspired me. Like being younger than me, they inspired me, you know, just like, and I'll never take that out of my name that's like in front of my name i put that before i put myself type thing i'm a representation of that brand so and our brand that this beautiful thing we created so yeah that ain't going nowhere it's mnb forever love it love it all right well i have really enjoyed getting to to learn more about you and hearing about all the great things that you're doing and the fact that you are out here not only growing your music career but also heavily advocating for awareness and conversations around drug addiction, not just in September for National Recovery Month, but mm-hmm. year round and making sure that the, you know, others are aware, especially having experienced it yourself growing up, you know, seeing your mom battling addiction to now pay it forward and, and, and inspire others to be able to work through it too. So I know you mentioned your Twitter for whatever reason is not up right now, but it will be back. I'm hoping. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Where can people where can people follow you besides uh, Twitter? <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram, mmb.veli, mmb.velli. My Spotify is mmbvelli, exactly how you spell it. Um, 
YouTube, MMB Valley, Apple Music, MMB Valley, like, um, and just run them numbers up on there. Just catch a feel for where I'm coming from. I got a project called Stuck at the Bottom that um I released during the pandemic. And I listed it as an R&B project. That album is really just a vibe. I just tested my creativity. I recorded everything myself. I mixed, engineered everything myself. That was the first time that that ever happened. And I did it as soon as we got locked down. I just like, you know what? Let me just do this. And surprisingly, like, Surprisingly, it's a dope project like that. A lot of people really, really jack. So, um, stuck at the bottom is one that it'll kind of be like an introductory piece to like where we about to go with this next project type thing. To be stuck in the mud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> From stuck at the bottom to stuck in the mud. You ever see those artists that I feel like all their albums are kind of the same type of vibe, like? Stuck in the bottom, stuck at the bottom, stuck in the mud, stuck mm -hmm. in whatever. Like you just, just continue yeah. making a, a stuck brand. Keep going, because <laughs> I think what I want to push that the narrative. Like I want someone to look up and be like, "Damn, this nigga ain't really stuck." You know, he ain't stuck. He out of mm -hmm. here. You know, the trick to that is I never was stuck. You know what I'm saying? I just, I, I never was stuck. Like I already freed myself before I decided to make this project type thing. Just like you never stuck in the hood. Like you just got to free yourself. Like you said earlier. So that's the trick to it. You never really stuck. You know what I'm saying? You were stuck. Mm -hmm. as you make the fussy. Yes. Yes. There are physical prisoners and then there are mental and emotional prisoners and don't be either of them. <laughs> Don't be any of the above. <laughs> you want to be free and you want to be able to walk these streets physically free, but mentally and emotionally free. Don't be a prisoner of anything. That's what, If you got nothing else from today, MMB Valley is telling you, don't be stuck. Don't be, be stuck. free. <laughs> yep. For sure, for sure. Oh, well, I really, like I said, I really do appreciate this because I know we talked a little bit talked about your music as well which is great to see all the the projects that you're working on and even as you're talking about doing it all yourself which is remarkable um with with your stuck at the bottom project but yeah. also just like i said the work you're doing on the humanitarian side as an advocate to help promote you know these positive perspectives and outlooks it, it, it says a lot about you so thank you so much for taking time to join us here on Beyond the Headlines. It's been a pleasure getting to know you. And I have a feeling we're gonna see you stuck at the stuck as a millionaire, stuck as a like <laughs> stuck, stuck winning a, a Grammy or like a I don't even know, whatever, any award. Like that's gonna be the next project. Stuck at the top. <laughs> nah, but a win for me is a win for every like that's it's a win for me. It's a win for everything. It's a win for the culture, and I plan to win it big. Like just to restore that that real, authentic, great story. It would be hard because it's a fine line. You know what I'm saying? Like they say, if it bleeds, if the story bleeds, it leads. And I'm not a, I'm not like one of them dudes who like my story is a dope story, but like I'm not out here beef with nobody. I ain't in competition with nobody. So you know, it's gonna take me a little while, but I'm gonna be there. I'm there. You know what I'm saying I'm here. Yes, we're going to see you stuck at the top. I like that. It's a competition against one person, yourself. That's how I'd like to look at it, too. Forget the whole drama, clickbaiting of all that stuff. Nah, we're, we're, we're doing things the right way around here. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
Yes. Well, thank you so much from Brooklyn, our featured artist of the week and our artist spotlight, MMB Veli. Please be sure to give him a follow again at MMB Veli mmb.veli on instagram twitter we don't know what's going on there right now but uh i'll figure that out and then on spotify you can give him a follow to check out his music and check out all the great things that you are doing and for everybody else tuning in if you have not already of course hit that subscribe button across all of our podcast platforms be sure to follow us youtube and all other social media platforms as well to keep up with the show for great interviews and talented guests like mmb veli so thank you. thank you again for joining me. Thank you and for having you. Yes, and thank you all for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time. Okay. Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> Only on Beyond the Headlines. This is Beyond the Headlines. <laughs> headlines. We're Renee 